What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Burnout Brighter podcast. My name is Matt. I'll be your host for this evening's events. This is episode 71. As always, I'm joined by my very lovely co-host, Destiny. Hey, hey, hey. And Big D, Darren. Hello. That was so low. Try, like, a little louder. Hello. Oh, much better. That's the Darren we know. Evidently, Darren has lost his tail and has gone full Eeyore today. Um, <laughs> what so this is how we're starting off the show. <laughs> Can oh we please God. do one episode? Can we do one episode entirely role-playing as Winnie the Pooh characters? I don't, I don't even know if I could do a voice from there. It, that's what's okay. We'll do it in the future so we have time to, to prepare. Why don't we just like all role-play a character that we like and no characters from, Winnie from the Persona? Pooh. No, I don't. I only like Piglet. <laughs> I can't do Piglet's voice. My voice is too sensual to do Piglet's voice. Give us, give us a sexy Piglet. No. Just try, That's just try weird. one time. Just What's try something time. he would say? Oh, bother. Does that? Does he say that or does Pooh say that? That's. Do they both my... say that? Hey, 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 hey give us, give us this. No, he said. I think they both say it. But D, give us this. My pink head is stuck in your honey pot. <laughs> I can't with a straight face because I'm going to be laughing. Okay, hold on. Okay. My pink head is stuck in your honey pot. <laughs> yeah. That's I, don't know, I don't know how to do piglet. I'm sorry. Never mind. I'm taking this idea back off. <laughs> it's off the table. Uh, on this week's podcast, we're going to be talking all about hope and different ways that we kind of and different kinds of media that has given us hope or different ways that we can kind of make ourselves feel better and give us a bit of hope. And in terms of the news, we're going to be talking about Lucasfilm Games, Indiana Jones, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Furry and maybe even a new Switch. <laughs> Isn't he always oh technically been a furry? Or you mean like he has? Well, it's fur. actually it's actually Fury, but. I decided oh. to pronounce it wrong on purpose. Oh, okay. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to derail the show immediately. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And and we're going to do something a little bit different today. Destiny, uh-huh. I need your help. Okay. Okay. About, what was it? What month is May? The fifth month, right? Yeah. About seven months ago, Darren and I did an episode of the show where oh we had a predictions episode about Summer Games Fest. Okay? Okay. We we made a bunch of predictions and we're going to go through them real quick because this has been something that we've been talking about literally since then about like scoring it and see who won. But there's a lot of gray area and I need you to be the judge. Oh, okay. okay. I can do that. Okay. So, to break it down, these predictions have multiple levels to them and partial scores are allowed so it's not make or break if you if you got one part of it wrong you don't lose everything okay okay what's like the the scoring scale like one to ten or just something? like or just one two like three. zero to one zero, zero to, one. to one okay yeah so if you get like half a prediction right you might get point five, five for example right okay yeah okay so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go back to these predictions over the next couple minutes and i i, I have scored them myself but I want you to score them and see if we land on the same spot so that Darren 
and I won't get into an argument after. I, feel I mean, you'll probably argue anyway, this. but okay. <laughs> okay, this is how we're going to do it. About these predictions. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to go through Darren's first. Okay. Total it, and then we'll go through mine, total it, and then we'll have a final discussion and see where we land, okay? Okay. So, Darren's first prediction was that Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be shown at Summer Games Fest. It will bring back the co-op multiplayer from Unity, and Valhalla will be entirely playable in co-op. Okay? So that prediction has three parts to it. That it will be shown, that there will be multiplayer, and that it's going to be playable co-op. Okay, well, two of those are wrong. Exactly. So I gave him 0.33. Oh, I get it, because it was three. Okay. All right. Because the game was shown. It was shown. Okay. Yeah, there was no co-op so. at all. At all. Not at all. Okay. Yeah, no, there's no co-op. Yeah. So okay. are, are we all in agreement at 0.33? Destiny, yeah. do you do agree? Okay. 0.33. His second, his second prediction was that Call of Duty will be shown. It will be just titled Black Ops. It will take place in the Vietnam War. And there will be a trailer showing that this is actually going to be an alternate reality where USA won. Okay. Oh God, I can't believe it. Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty was shown. Right. It is not titled just Black Ops. It's Black Ops Cold War. Yeah. It's so it, it has nothing to do with the Vietnam War. Then it has nothing to do with the Vietnam War, <laughs> and it is not alternate reality at all. <laughs> so, okay. is, so that was like what four parts? Yeah. So like what what did you do like a point two five <laughs> two five I gave him a point two five okay oh my god Sorry. okay like pity points okay. what made you think it was gonna be in Vietnam well the first one was yeah the yeah, first black they, was yeah but wouldn't they change it up like okay well it's Call uh, of yeah, Duty there was there was reasons right. bad reasons but reasons why I predicted that okay, okay. and so so we're we're on so the third prediction. And okay, and I went to the Summer Game Fest website, and anything I found on that website, I counted as we're good. Okay. 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 His third prediction was that Sony will show no PS5 games, not a single one, <laughs> and instead focus entirely on The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. I gave this zero points. What came to yeah. the show? Their entire PlayStation 5 conference was rolled into Summer Game Fest. It's on their website with a pre-show, oh, a post-show, right, everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Damn, that's Darren. Right. <laughs> I'm not off to a good start. Okay. So I give that zero yeah, if you agree. I agree. Okay. His fourth prediction was that Ghost of Tsushima would show more game. There would not be any HUD shown, so no overlay, no HUDs up display, and that it would have multiplayer features. Okay, something not not like co-op, but that like Dark Souls styles, you could like influence the other person's world or like leave messages kind of thing. Okay, well, it doesn't do that. Ghost of Tsushima no, was shown. Yes. The HUD was shown. Yes, but the last <laughs> part's not true, right? Yeah, but he said that there would be no HUD shown. No, I mean the last thing you said about uh, yes. affecting the other... The multi. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not, not a thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, yeah, which is crazy because multiplayer did get announced, but it was like an actual multiplayer mode, and I was like very confused. And much later, it was announced after Summer Games Fest. 
So yeah. you get a 3.3. No, I gave you him don't. a point three three. A point three three yeah, because I said it you got it two of them show wrong. More. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Okay. Uh, his next one was from Warner Brothers. He said that they were going to show off the new Batman. It would feature the Court of Owls, and it would be a launch title for next gen, but delayed to February. Okay. The new Batman was shown. The Court of Owls are part of it, but it was announced for 2021. So the last part was wrong. So I gave him 0. 0.66. I'm because he showed Batman. The, the first one, he got two right and missed one, right? No, the first one, one right, he got one two. right and got two wrong. Which one? Okay. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. So I gave him 0. 0.66. Yeah, I agree. Okay, okay. His next one was that... <laughs> this is one of my favorites, going back and listening to this. Elden Ring gameplay shown... Oh, God. Don't that it would have a like release this. date one month after next gen, so December <laughs> or launch window, and it would feature different difficulties. Elden Ring was not there. How, <laughs> how, many, how many predictions did I make? I'm tired of this embarrassment. Oh, Darren, I mean, like, you didn't just know. wait till we get to me. Oh, boy. Okay. So those are the ends of his six normal predictions. And then we had two ADPs, which we called Aaron's dumb predictions, because these were just like far out predictions that we didn't think would actually come true, but stood a chance. Okay. Okay. He said that Blizzard would show off Diablo Immortal, that it would be free to play. And that Warcraft 3 Reforged would also be free to play for a time to say sorry for fucking it up. Uh, they didn't happened. show any of that in Summer Games Fest, as far as I could find. No, I don't think they did either. I so I gave him a zero. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, if they didn't show it, then it should be a zero. Yeah. <laughs> His last one. Uh-huh. And perhaps the most infamous one that he made. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Cyberpunk. Oh! <laughs> the creation of... And one of my favorite moments on this show, he said that <laughs> Cyberpunk would show off gameplay. He said that it would announce that Keanu Reeves was romanceable. Okay. And that he would hang dong. We would get a full frontal <laughs> big dick Keanu Reeves oh, God. shot. No. Which would be which would be titled, not actually, but he named it Keanu Rickles Little Pickle. I think I remember you saying something about that, and Keanu Reeves is not that type of guy, so that that would never happen. So I gave I him a point three three on this like, one. Yeah, there's like a sex scene with him in the game, but you, he he definitely does not get naked. Yeah, no, he's, he's just not that he, type yeah. of person. Yeah, he has sex with someone else. You cannot have sex with him. Yeah, yeah. you can't romance him. But, yeah, Those so cowards. I gave him point three three because he it did show off gameplay. Right. <laughs> okay. So for Darren's eight predictions, I gave him a total, and if you agree, of all of the things that we just talked about, of 1.9 out of <laughs> a possible eight. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I agree. Okay. I made my points for Darren's. I'm going to give my predictions, and now Darren and Destiny, you guys decide on my point total. I will tell you what okay, okay. I gave myself, and then you will guys decide if it's fair. Do you have a pen okay. and paper ready? <laughs> or <laughs> you're gonna? I, I'm. I'm. I have it pulled up on on Google Docs. 
Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right, let's go. Okay, so my first prediction was that Xbox Lockhart was Mm -hmm. real. It would launch the same day as the Series X, that it would be only digital, and that it would cost $199 USD. So I gave four parts to that. Real, same day as Series X, only digital, $199. So I can't remember. Did they show that at Summer Summer Games? Okay, so that'd be, I'd say, 0.75. You got a three out of four there. Yeah, because it is one ninety nine, and they did release the digital one. Wait, right? is it one? It's not one ninety nine. Oh, it's two ninety nine. So I got everything else right, but the price wrong. Yeah, so point seven five for sure on that one. Okay, my second one. Well, I said that Halo Infinite. Oh boy, <laughs> here we go. Uh, day and date Xbox launch, like the same day as the new Xbox is. Yeah. I said it would be open world. And I said that they would have more RPG mechanics, including a skill tree. I gave myself 0.33 for the open world. um, Because even at Summer Games Fest, they never announced that it was coming day and date with Xbox. They just said launch window. And we have not seen a skill tree or more RPG mechanics defined as of yet, even though the game isn't out. So I gave myself 0.33 for the open world. Why'd you give yourself... Was it announced that it was open world? I don't think it was. Wasn't it? The trailer had like the full map and everything. They said you could run around and do little bases and shit. I don't think That's... it was announced as open world. Okay, Just but because... if they okay, could run it, if, if if they showed the map and you can run around and do bases, that's that's pretty much open world, though, right? Yeah, but you could have like Halo One had very open zones. Okay, so here coming from PC Games. Uh, they said that Halo Infinite is somewhere in between open world and a traditional Halo. So it's up ben. to you guys. I, I, I would give him the point because they you said they didn't say open world, but they did. But it says Halo Infinite isn't completely open world. But that's not what he said. He didn't say it would be completely open world. He well, said open he said world. it would be open world. That kind of implies that it is. But nobody's played the game yet, world. so you don't know how open it is. What's funny is that I want to give him point three three not for the open world part, but for for it coming out launch title because it wasn't it was like heavily implied it was going to be a launch title and then it got delayed later. So at the time, so that why would, would you correct? But then it got delayed. So, but the thing is, we're talking about specifically the summer because our prediction said end of August is the cutoff. Yeah. So, so did it, it was get delayed launched? after that. Oh, it was delayed yeah. after August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I would give you're him. You're going to end up getting that. 0.33 anyways, but I just want to be very clear about where I'm giving my 0.33. Well, I think that's great, but I think you should get both then, because if they if they specifically said it's somewhere in between open world and and nobody has played it yet, then you don't know how open world it is and like but if we saying don't know, it's between we open world point, and because we can't confirm well, why can't, well then but you can't take away a point because you don't know that's the same logic i mean he's gonna beat me anyways so it doesn't really matter it's not about beating you <laughs> <laughs> it is it very much is oh my god okay whatever okay, let's let's settle on point three three <laughs> okay are we in agreement? no I think you should get. <laughs> I'm but sorry, don't I don't agree. I don't want to spend more than like thirty more seconds on this. But okay, we don't I know. I don't agree. 
So I think you should get it for both of those because let's, we let's don't come know. back to this. Let's just go to the next one. We'll come back to this. Okay, let's come back to. Okay, we'll come back to. We'll come back to number two. Okay, point right. num- number two is in contention. Okay. All right. For number three, I said that the Horizon sequel would be announced. It would be a launch title, and it would not be called Horizon Zero Dawn Two. Um, I actually gave the name Other Worlds, and the actual name is Forbidden Worlds, which is kind of close. Yeah, um, really close. I gave myself 0.66 here because it was announced, and it's not called Zero Dawn 2, but it is not a launch title. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That That's pretty cut and dry. It's fine. I okay. The next one, and this is the one that eats at me the fucking most. I said that PS5 would be revealed in June with the launch date of November 13th at 499 USD. Okay. The PS5 was revealed in June. It does cost 499. The launch date was fucking November 12th. <laughs> well, you tried. <laughs> You're close. Yeah, I was close. I was, was off really by close. a fucking day, but I gave myself 0.66. Yeah, no, I, I think that's good. Yeah. Same. Okay. My next one, I said the Mass Effect trilogy would be announced. It's coming October and it's coming to all the platforms. It was not announced. So that's a wipe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Harry Potter would be announced at the Xbox third party event. It's going to be set way before. It was going to come out in spring 2021. And the words feel like a wizard would be in the trailer. <laughs> Man, it was announced, wasn't it? But it wasn't announced at their press conference. Exactly. It was not part of Summer Game Fest, so I gave myself nothing. Yeah. What's Phil like a rough. wizard? I just want to know if Phil like a wizard was It in. wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Instead, they had Live the Unwritten. I'm so mad. <laughs> gotta okay. feel, how do I know if I'm going to feel like a wizard if they don't tell me that I'm going to feel like I'm a wizard? I'm saying. How do they communicate that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, so I gave myself a zero. Moving on. My two Aaron's dumb predictions, my two ADPs. My first one, I said that at Inside Xbox, Assassin's Creed is going to spend too much time talking about Viking beards. Uh, That didn't happen. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. And my final one was that the Marvel's Avengers was going to get a beta in August. It was only going to have one small group mission and the bridge demo. And after people played it, too many people would be complaining that Captain America's ass wasn't big enough. Was his <laughs> ass really small? I don't know. It's just that's just what I was. That's what was my that was my call. Oh, okay, that was like your dumb call. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, the only part of that I got right was that there was a beta in August, uh, and the beta was actually quite substantial. So I was wrong on the next part, and nobody was talking about America's ass that I could find. So that was also wrong. So I gave myself point three three. Okay. So that was all of them? That is all of them. So going back to two. All right. I've got a quote. I've got a quote. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so what you saw in the demo was what we showed. You have this map. There's this huge open section to the ring. And as you get to that point in the game, this is several hours into the campaign. Then you have the ability to tra- tra- the, traverse that whole area and explore where you want to go on the ring. So there's one part okay. of the game that is open, but there are other levels that are not in the ring. Okay. Okay. But there is one part that's open. 
but yeah, I did say that it was going world. to be like open world. Yeah, I did say that like it was going to be entirely open. Okay. Um, well, from what I heard yeah. you say, I didn't understand that you meant like it was going to be entirely open world. Yeah. But yeah. I still think no, that... if there's an open section in it, that that should you should get like half <laughs> off for that. I'm serious because there is a part of it that's open. But I did say that like they were going to change it in a way that like the, everything is going to be open. Like it's going to be like more like. Like Legend of Zelda See, or Immortals. That's not fair. I wasn't there for that whole entire conversation. So, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. So, we settle on point three three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, my total is 2.73. So, I did not, yeah. Darren, beat you by any sort of fucking landslide. This it is like less than a Darren. point. It's the fact that you beat him. <laughs> and that's why he's irritated. He was, like, if, if he was winning, I bet you he'd be like, all right, Destiny, you can give him the points. But the fact that he wasn't going to win, he was like, no, no, no. Now let me research. Let me bring something up. Well, Darren, yeah, I Destiny, hope you're, you're proud of yourself. Right. You're, you're I know. I know right. I'm right. I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, uh, I started listening back to that, Darren. I forgot how fucking fun that episode was. Like, <laughs> was we, we had a bunch of dumbass conversations in between those. Um, but I finally did it. I finally fucking, uh, you know, went back and listened to it. So we can at least put that to bed. And now we can move on with the podcast. There is Destiny. no kind of bet on who involved. won or not. Yeah. yeah. So the stakes were that the winner would choose a game for the loser to stream and an outfit. Oh, Darren, <laughs> this is going to be so, amazing. Matt, so we said that this opportunity. I will not. We said that we were going to wait until we're both back in Canada to do it. So in a few months, get ready for, for, for a Darren and I stream where I will pick the game that he has to play and his outfit. I mean, that oh, seems fair. Boy. He made you play that other game that you absolutely hated. We don't talk about what for time. like ten minutes. Okay, we played for like an hour. How long? It seemed longer than ten minutes. I think the video is longer than ten minutes. Yeah, with Tom, it, that was like an hour. It wasn't long enough. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh Stop god. your right. belly aching. I can't wait to see it. Please have him dress up as something very feminine, because I just think you have the curves for it, Darren. Thank you. So I appreciate excited. that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some good. I'm gonna do something real good. I have to settle on the game first, and then we'll see where we go from there. But all right, let's mosey on. Destiny, what have you been playing lately, or what um, have you been up to? What's going on? I've been. I was watching another game from a horror RPG RPG maker called Angels of Death, Ooh, and it's okay. basically this game where like you play spoilers. You play this girl, and she wants to die. She meets this serial killer, and, like, they make an oath. And he, he's like, okay, well, I want to get out of here. And she's like, all right, I'll be as useful to you as I can. Like, I'll help you, but you have to promise me that when we get out of here, you'll kill me. That's interesting. It's, it's this is re- actually, like, a manga and everything. Holy crap. I actually yeah. kind of want to read this. So yeah. don't spoil any more than that. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so yeah. I watched the gameplay of that, and then I watched the gameplay of one of the characters um, that's on one of the floors, uh, which his name is Eddie. That's not really spoiling it. No, no, um, no, that's nothing. Holy yeah. shit! There's an anime. Yeah, it's pretty big. I had no clue. All right, 
I'm in. So check it out if you guys want to play. I mean, like the game, the game itself, like the mechanics are like pretty simple. It's it's it makes a great anime. Even when you're playing the game, it feels like an anime. So um, I watched that one, and then I watched like Swamp Mermaid or Mermaid Swamp or something like that, which was another RPG maker, and that one was just kind of fucked up. And I'm going to talk about it, and I don't think you guys are going to want to play it anyways. But basically... That, yeah, you can talk about this one. <laughs> yeah, it's like this... It's based on like this idea of this Japanese like kind of like uh, legend. And you know, Mermaid they're legends... Yeah, Mermaid Swamp. There are legends that... Okay. There are legends that like... <laughs> You want to have good things happen and then certain legends that basically tell you to keep away. It's like dangerous or whatever. So like these four kids, like college kids, like go on this trip and their car breaks down and they end up staying with this old man. And um, there's like this curse. And um, the curse is is that like um, not him, but in the past like his grandfather the males have all had this weird obsession with like um dead women like floating in water so they're yeah it's really weird so like in the house there's all these pictures of ophelia and i know you know who ophelia is darren um she's from from Hamlet. hamlet Yes, there are all these pictures. Hold, of her- hold on. Hold. Wait, wow, wow, wow. Why was I left out of that? Well, because Darren acts, so I figured he would know. Like, he's in theater <laughs> and stuff. I'll have you know, oh, Darren goodness. and I put on put on a production of Hamlet together. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyways, wow. so <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of pictures and paintings of Ophelia, which is like Who's that, real. sorry? Like, people... <laughs> Oh my god. People paint her a lot. Like a lot of artists have like painted her in their depictions of it, right? Like the her drowning basically. Mm-hmm. So then like you go through all this and you're trying to figure out what's going on because one of your friends gets like afflicted with this crazy kind of sickness and she just bloats up. Like she looks disgusting. And mm-hmm. you well it doesn't look that disgusting cuz it's like pixelated, but there's like a John picture of her and she's just like swollen. And there are mm-hmm. several different endings. But then you find out towards the end is, like, the curse is not because they're literally mermaids, but it's because, like, over the years, these men in the family have built these tanks, like, in the swamp, and they have all these dead girls that they've abducted, and their bodies are just sitting in these tanks, and they've become bloated and swollen. Jesus Christ, that's just like Hamlet. That's crazy. But anyway, so, like, I've been watching a lot of horror, like, games shut up matt been watching a lot of <laughs> horror games and um but they're pixelated so they don't freak me out as much but just like the ideas these people come up with and they make that kind of trips me up like what made you think to do something like that and like a so lot of it- these are indie games so you don't really see these kinds of games in mainstream you know, yeah, especially with so. RPG Maker, they have more freedom to do whatever they want, right? Like, yeah, so I so find it really what, interesting. Go ahead. Is it the stories and like the lack of like HD graphics that keep you engaged? Like, because I know you don't usually mess with horror games. Yeah, I don't like things that have jump scares and shit like that. Like, I don't need that in my life. It's basically mm-hmm. the streamer. So if I like the streamer, then I'll keep watching games that that streamer is playing and this particular streamer uh manly badass hero you guys can check him out he 
actually plays a lot of these just really weird fucked up games. Interesting. So um, that's what I've been doing. Because I know I'm never going to play them. So like I just stumble across them. And honestly, it's like the art style. So I'll see like the like little thing on YouTube on the side. And I'll be like, oh, that looks cool. But all the games are fucked up. Even if they're in that cute style, they're all fucked up. Like every game he plays is fucked up. I will say Angels of Death actually ended really well. I really like the way that one ended. I'm very curious to check that one out. I'm going to watch the anime. I think you're going to like it. Nice. Yeah, well, thanks for the recommendation. Very cool. Look at uh, me with all the indie games. Darren, what have you been up to? Oh, I'm well. so proud. <laughs> Darren, have you heard of Hamlet? Uh, oh my god. Look, honestly, I forgot who Ophelia was. So, like, because when I first saw the pictures, I was like, who is that? Because it's like, they're like, Every picture is like a depiction of this woman. And they were like, oh, it's Ophelia. And I was like, who the fuck is Ophelia? And I had to remember that it was, she was in Hamlet. Like, I literally forgot. It's not like Romeo and Juliet. You know what I mean? Like, even though she's a main character. You know, we still live in the same country. And I'm coming to work tomorrow. (laughs) And you're coming upstairs. So. I'm going, I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. I know I do. <laughs> Damn it, Any, Darren. What about you? As Destiny already asked, <laughs> I um I've been playing Fallout New Vegas. And, nice. Uh, Why? Yeah. So I had a resolution that I wanted to play more classic games, and you know it almost right. sounds like I made that resolution just to play Fallout New Vegas. But I'll have you know that's not true. I will also be playing. <laughs> Other classic games throughout the year. It's just following. Are you going to play Bully? Sorry. That's actually a good suggestion. I know. It's a fucking good game. Destiny's full of good suggestions today. That's a game that I wanted to play. Like, I tried it when I was a kid, but I kind of just, like, I never never finished it. Um, And I'm going to play Bully, probably. Like, that's that's cool. Anyway. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. I mod I installed like 31 different mods to my game and uh, so now I, I am basically playing a different game um, it's 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 not Fallout New Vegas clean that's for sure um, but all I didn't add any new quests I didn't really add any new weapons save for a couple I mostly just changed bugs I've made the game more stable I made it look prettier I added more quality of life stuff. Um, and for me, it's made New Vegas so much more accessible. And I just want to spend it. First of all, New Vegas, not super far in it. Just met the Legion for the first time. I am loving it. It's so much better than Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 because there's like atmosphere and the writers actually tried. Um, (laughs) and, but I wanted to just take this opportunity to say that mods and video games are super cool because they allow um, basically people who want to try an older game that hasn't aged as well. Uh, if you're used to more modern mechanics, like I guarantee you there's someone that modded those modern mechanics into the game. So shout outs to the modding community that has uh, made Fallout New Vegas like a brand new, fresh experience for me. Woohoo! Do you think it, like, with the mods, is it comparable to something that would have come out, like, tomorrow? Obviously not, like, 
you know exactly but like is it is it a big enough difference that if For you know me, you feel it gameplay wise yes uh there are more visual mods that make it look even better but i did mm -hmm. not install those because my computer is terrible so i mm -hmm. wanted performance to like win over out over graphics for um, sure but yeah i actually do believe that uh mainly uh it added stuff like a weapon wheel for the pc version which i'm using it added a better way of interfacing with your companions it added sprint it i took the tint away so now it looks like just a bright blue sky i added um the fallout 4 loot system where if you just highlight a container it shows you what's inside you don't have to enter the container i added nice. that to the game so like game nice that's wise, dope dude definitely yeah love it love awesome. it love it love it i'll keep you guys posted in case i just get sick of it but i'll probably <laughs> finish it after nice and this is a preview for what's coming up next time all i'm gonna say is i got stadia and i haven't touched it yet but i will have more reports for our next podcast nice. nope the one after that the, the okay, one after yeah, that. The one after that, because the next the one one's already that. planned, right? Cool. Yeah. I have a really quick yes. question before we ask Matt what he's been up to, because I just saw something about it. Um, Matt. Yeah. I know this is going to be like a far reach, but do you really know who Ophelia is? I just, I just want to be sure you actually know who <laughs> she is, and like, you know her importance in in the play, because I feel like you don't know who was she. Well, uh huh. In ha in Hamlet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm um, just kidding. I don't care. My real question is. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Hold on. Wasn't she his? Was it love? She was his love interest, wasn't she? Or his sister? It's one of the two. His love interest. Okay. Um. Okay. Maybe both. <laughs> True, but I don't think so. Not in this case. Um. My real question is like because you brought up. Uh, Fallout New Vegas. I heard, and I'm not sure if it's true because I didn't do any research on it. But like the for the <laughs> bless you. <laughs> I was laughing. That was a that was a snort oh. of laughter. Oh, okay. That the new uh, protagonist for the next GTA is rumored to be a female. They haven't announced anything from the next GTA. Like anything, anything, anything. Uh, there's been All so right. many different rumors and shit about what it could be. Um, I knew you would no, be the no right idea. person to ask. Not about Hamlet, but about GTA, of course. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, they haven't announced anything. Okay. Matt, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> Just leaving that pause in there. Uh, I've been playing a couple different things. Uh, Sana and I actually went and picked up the Animal Crossing Switch the other day. Oh, God, she got it? You sold yeah, the other she got one? It. Yes, we did. Um, nice. And now she is addicted to Animal Crossing, so it's been fun kind of watching her play, and now I keep thinking about picking it up again. Um, oh. And that Switch is so pretty. It is. Yeah, it's I know. Uh, you should, Destiny, you should, Destiny, you should open yours. Um, I'm looking at it right now in the box on top of my closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I picked up the Monster Hunter Rise demo. Uh, it's now available for anybody who's unaware. So you can pick it up anytime from now until the end of January over on the Nintendo Switch eShop. It's free. Uh, it has a couple different hunts in there. It's super cool. Graphically, I think it's way more interesting than World. 
Um, it has more style to it. Like I found world to be, it's pretty, but it's kind of like every other open world RPG, you know, that that's kind of out there. Like it, mm-hmm. it was just kind of whatever. I thought the monster design was interesting, but like, it didn't really have like a stylistic flair to it, which I think rise does. Um, the game feels a lot faster given that you can now ride your dog and, uh, like you have like a, a bug climb. that you can kind of zip line around on and you can climb. Um, it's, so it feels great. I instantly started getting my ass handed to me, uh, cause I was playing handheld and like, I'm just not used to playing monster hunter handheld. Like the only experience I have with it is with world. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely going to go back to it cause I've really been enjoying it. But, uh, the game that I've been playing just way too much of lately is Yakuza like a dragon. And I realized oh, yeah. I didn't mention it on last week's podcast, but this actually kind of works because I'm going to use this as a lead in to our main topic, but I am in oh. love with this game. Um, I can't remember the last time that a game has just like wholeheartedly grabbed me like this. Uh, essentially, for anybody who doesn't know, Yakuza Like a Dragon is the seventh entry, but it's also kind of like the easiest point to jump in on if you've never played a Yakuza game because it's a new protagonist and they've actually changed it into a turn-based battle system. So they actually made it into like a JRPG while before it was like this like run around the city, beat the shit out of people kind of thing. Uh, they've added persona-esque like personality traits that you have to work on there are tests you can take there are different party members that you can hang out with there's a bar where you go in to spend time with them there's like social links and stuff it's awesome they basically took yakuza and made it into persona um <laughs> which I- oh man that's i knew it i knew that this is where this was going i knew it. okay keep continue But outside of that, like outside of just how awesome the game is, the thing that kind of surprises me the most is that like the story has been. (laughs) No, not yet. Not not yet. Um, (laughs) But uh, like the story has been phenomenal. And like the stories in other Yakuza games that I've played, which I've played like zero one and parts of Kiwami two. They're great. And they're but they're very much like a, you know, crime drama. And, which is fine. But the thing about this one is that there's just this kind of more overwhelming message of kind of like kindness and hope. Um, the characters that you get to know, like the main character itself is like a mid 40s dude that's just out of jail. Um, and like the people, a lot of your party members are also older people. Your party members are are uh, are prostitutes, are people are people who, you know, down on the luck, homeless people who've you know just had a shit shake of life and the way that it handles everything is just super interesting and super well done and like they kind of take all these characters that like society would consider kind of to you know be pariahs and says no look like there's important people everywhere and it's like it's it's its message so far is fantastic and that's kind of why uh, I wanted to use this as a springboard to talk about hope because I don't know, the last month or so specifically, I think kind of coming up to the holidays and kind of coming up to break, uh, my anxiety and my depression have been like off the fucking charts. I felt lowest in the last month to month and a half I ha- than I have in, in, a, in a while. Um, probably since I stopped therapy, like I was doing okay. And then the last little while, it's just like, I feel like I've hit a fucking wall and I, and I, and I don't really know what to do with it. Like I, it's, I've had it a harder time getting out of bed in the morning. I've just been kind of generally more closed off and away from people. And like, I haven't been talking to people as much or messaging people as much. And I kind of felt like everything was starting to close in. And, and 
I, I think part of that was because of just like homesickness from not being home for the holidays. Again, um, part of it being like, I know that our time in Korea is coming to an end soon. And as, as done as I am with work, like it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's looming. bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. And like on top of like the shit show that was 2020 and even like being stuck, like, you know, with Corona kind of picking up again, at least here in Korea uh, and evidently back home in Canada as well. Uh, you know, we haven't been going out. We haven't really been doing much. We've, we've just been kind of sitting at home and like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but like all of these things kind of roll into one another where it's kind of like, oh, we're just sitting around for the weekend again, might as well have a drink and do stuff. And it's like, you know, it just kind of, I, I don't sleep as well and everything kind of rolls into it. And it wasn't until the last week or so maybe that I've kind of run into myself in, in a bit of a good way. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Yakuza, which again, just like the themes and the things that that game carries uh, have kind of inspired a bit of hope again. And the other thing that kind of did it for me, because like, and I'll ask you guys about, you know, this after, but like for me, uh, Sen and I completely marathoned Ted Lasso over the weekend. Um, and for anybody yeah, who's unaware of that show. Yeah. For anyone who's unaware, it is an Apple show that is about an American American football coach going to England to teach soccer. And that's just kind of the basic setup. The The show isn't about the sports itself. It's about the characters more so than anything else. And I can't describe that show in any other way than just radically kind. Um, there are shitty parts and there are, and there are parts that hurt, but like there's no drama just for drama's sake. And like a lot of what the show does is just, it's so human and kind all the way through. And I feel like between that uh, playing Yakuza again, and even just a bit of, you know, starting to focus on the podcast again, like with, you know, for anyone who's unaware, my dog got sick and then she was in the hospital and she came out. So it was just everything compounding all together that like, I just felt so low. And it's like, I kind of feel like because of, you know, Ted Lasso and because of Yakuza and because of just trying to push myself again a little more, like I'm starting to kind of find a bit of hope again. Um. But what I wanted to talk to you guys was like when when you feel like shit or when you feel like kind of everything's on fire and you don't know what to do and, and you need a bit of that hope, like what do you guys turn to? Like is there a particular game or show or something that stood out to you at some point in time? It doesn't even have to be like right now, but like, you know, where do you guys go looking for hope? I yeah. don't have a place that I go to look for hope. Like, I just kind of grit and try to get through it. I think because when I'm, like, at that point, nothing can, like, bring me out. It's just something that I have to work through. Mm-hmm. And this year, it's just been, like, extremely taxing. So, and then I agree, these past couple of months have been, like, even worse. Yeah. Like, yeah. So... There's, I can't, like, I, maybe I would say watching, like, these people play these games, like, then I'm not focused on what's bad, and I'm not saying that it gives me hope, because it it doesn't give me hope, but I don't know, I think just it it feels really hopeless right now for a lot of people, so I can't give advice on that. In a way, it might not give you 
like hope directly but what it does give you is a a community uh, it gives you a group of people when when you're watching a streamer playing games when no 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 these are on youtube i'm not watching like i'm not watching a streamer i'm just oh sorry I'm just sorry. watching not, somebody well, on youtube yeah but i get well, what you're saying yeah, what what I meant is like they are a yeah you're watching it on YouTube, but they're still a streamer. Like I think still even if you're watching a pre-recorded video, you can still feel some kind of like you're having joy watching this other person have joy. Like um, and yeah, I, like I, th I I think you know these video games in general, are, and movies and TV. Like people that say like this stuff isn't important are. are completely wrong like it's very important to have this because especially in a year like we've had we need something to help us not only just distract us but to help us like make sense of the world to help us understand the world to help us like have experiences in ways that we couldn't normally have like you what we talked about so many times people in animal crossing like they can't go on vacation so they're going into vr they're going into animal crossing to have these experiences to um, replace the ones they weren't able to have last year. And that's like yeah, super I, important. I feel like that's different. I feel like joy and hope are not the same things. Because I feel like hope is something that you're looking forward to. It's giving you like this feeling of like things are going to get better. Like just mm -hmm. taking joy in something like watching a movie or something is it's definitely for me personally, it's not the same thing. So like, yeah, I found things that I've, found joy in but as in like finding hope that things are going to get better I mean I hope they are but nothing has given me I would say the only thing that gave me some real hope that things might get better is when Trump did not win this last election mm -hmm. but then you know all this other shit is happening so like our, our capital you know got taken over by a bunch of white supremacists well, not even like just taken over or barged in they were like let in do you know what i'm saying so yeah it's like that gave me some hope just because he was gone but that wasn't me taking something or finding something and getting hope from it that was just something that happened and it was like okay maybe things will get better but I can't say that anything like watching a movie or anything like that gives me hope. Maybe if I watch something that's like based on a true story and like, like they get, it's continuing to do good things. I don't know, like, like a documentary, mm -hmm. like uh, yeah, yeah. something like that might give me like hope that there are good people out there. But for like, for me personally, I don't know if it gives me hope I, maybe it's like one of those things where like well you know the world's not so bad we, we have people like jane goodall and you know mm. <clears throat> things like that but i haven't i don't know how to get hope from a game do you know what i'm saying like i don't yeah, know how yeah. to get hope from a show and like when you were describing that show the only thing i could think of is like i'm tired of watching shows with male white protagonists yeah, like really. I, I want to, you know what I mean. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Like I get excited, I find joy in things, but like, I had like I was really excited about moving to Prague, but like the borders are closed, and then the Airbnb I got, I had to cancel, and then they wouldn't re like fund me my money, so I lost like eight hundred dollars on top of that, and nice. it's just been, it's been a shit show. You know, so I wish I could, like, I totally envy you, Matt. I wish I could just pick up a game or find something that, like, gives me hope. Like, I really do. Like, I think that's amazing that you're able to do that. 
I just can't. So you've never seen like any kind of like movie or thing that like made you think at one point like yeah, th- things will things are gonna. For me personally, or just in general. Uh, for uh, either, I guess. Yeah, like I was saying, like if I watch something like a documentary with like like Jane Goodall or like yeah, yeah. Atkinson things like that, like um, I'll think like, oh, okay, it's also terrible, you know, mm-hmm. or like when I watched about like uh the the doc on like the Flint, Michigan, uh the the water, and then I saw right. that like he's actually being like supposedly charged, yeah. charged for it for poisoning the water like that gives me hope like people coming to justice for <laughs> fucked up things but, <laughs> but like just watching like a sitcom or something like that um i don't think it's ever like personally given me hope for myself but like uh in general for like humanity yeah i think we need those people um to like fight for us as a whole because i i don't know if i could do it so i'm glad that there are people out there that are doing it definitely it's interesting to me because i'm wondering if it's just a problem with uh games not necessarily having like hope as a key component of the story in a practical way because i know a lot of jrpgs have hope as like that's like a key part of the story it's like things are down but like we've got to persevere we've got to work through it but i think it always seems so like um like intangible like it seems very separated from reality um it seems very anime-ish do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like like when if if i had to compare it to anything it would be like watching naruto or like bleach or like one piece something like that where it's like you have this underdog but he never gives up and it almost seems like unrealistic to me just a little bit and, like, I don't know, for me, like, I grew up on a lot of that kind of, that kind of narrative, right? Like, where it's, it is, like, the shonen underdog, it is the anime character, it is the JRPG thing. And, like, like, all, like almost exclusively growing up, I would consume that kind of media. So, like, I get very, very influenced by different kinds of media. Um And well, I feel like... What's interesting, which, sorry, what she said about... Your you picking yakuza is very interesting as well because that's although it's like a game about it's like a ridiculous japanese game it's a mostly grounded game that talks about that that that's giving you hope that's i wouldn't really compare yeah. it to like jrpgs yeah, yeah but that's the thing though it's like i also get that kind of feeling sometimes from jrpgs as well like persona has given me that feeling and the reason like why i connected so hard with persona 4 golden at the time was because of that that feeling that it gave me um and even like uh different anime and stuff like it just it just kind of hits me and like i don't know it's like this hero complex that i kind of have like built into me which also kind of is counterproductive with my anxiety because like, I feel like I should be the person that is able to inspire and to help. But at the same time, I have this voice in the back of my head. That's constantly telling me that I can't, or that I'm not good enough. And like, and, and that's what I mean. Like there's this balancing out where like there's, I've played like in the last couple of months, I've played a bunch of games. I've watched a bunch of shows. There's been so much that I've done that I've just always kind of been like, yeah, like this is cool. And like, I, I, I think I don't think it was the last couple months, like the last couple, the last week or so um, that, it kind of clicked a little more viscerally for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and like D, like you were saying, I think it's also a very privileged position to have because like, like you said, right? Like Ted Lasso, even just explaining it, 
you're right. Like the male lead is just a, a white, another white guy. Um, and a lot of media is centered around a male straight white protagonist. Right. Um, so I've never re- even really had to think about the identity of the character. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I get it. So I also think like between that and just like the dumpster fire that was 2020 and the fact that, you know, you do call America your home. There's, there's a lot that I think also just piles on there, especially now. Um, so I don't know. Like, I, do you know, like, do I, no, no, I, I get it. I think, I also think I'm like predisposed to feel like upset more than I am to feel like hope. Like, it's so crazy we're talking about this, even though I knew we were talking about, we were going to talk about this. I just wrote this whole thing to someone and I wrote it on my page today too. Um, like I get to the point where I just feel like fucking stuck and I don't mm-hmm. know what to do to move forward. And then I get irritated when people like try to give me advice like, oh, you know, just keep pushing forward or like you should be happy where you are and shit like that. Like it really irritates mm-hmm. me because it feels like um, I'm not allowed to feel the way I feel, even though like the world kind of feels like it's on fire right now. Yeah. Man, I agree and, with that um, so much. Sorry, I just want yeah. to be like, you're describing something that I've felt like so many times. Yeah, so it's just like, I I think I use games and stuff as an escape, but I it's not a real escape. Do you know what I, because it's always mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, like, you know how you said, like, your anxiety in the back of your mind, always in the back of my mind, I know what I'm going to come back to. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, like, that keeps me from, like, really hoping. And the fact that, like, I've done so much in my life and I'm still not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Also, just, it makes me a jaded per- I've become very jaded. So I think it's very hard for people who are jaded to, like, have that kind of hope. Like, you still grind because that's what you're expected to do. Like I go to work and like, I find joy in the kids and everything, but even now I'm just kind of like over it (laughs) and it sucks. (laughs) But, um, I think I work as hard as I do because that's the mentality I grew up with. And if I don't work, I fail. And I'm more worried about failing than like not having hope for the future. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that does make sense. So. Especially, I I don't know if you've ever had a moment where sometimes, like, I've seen, what game was it? Um, I think, I think, it, I think it might have been Persona 5, um, where Persona 5 <laughs> overall is a game that I think did me mentally more good. Um, so I don't want that what I'm about to say to take away from my lovely, lovely feelings for the game. And I don't want Matt to to burst through my screen and strangle me um <laughs> but um i uh there's definitely a moment a few moments in the game where the hope of the characters made me angry because i was like thinking to myself like you're not real like how dare you have these feelings and opinions like you're manufactured to have these specific feelings and opinions that make it really easy for them to be hopeful when in reality life isn't like that so sometimes i've had like media 
that's tried to make me feel hopeful, but in attempting made me like less hopeful because it like makes you confront the reality of your situation. No, I totally get that. I get it. I, I, that made, that's really interesting because I don't know for me and, and part of why I go to these kinds of anime, like another one that kind of has really pushed me along. is also like Haikyuu, which is like a volleyball anime. Um, and again, like I, I look at this, this idea of hope that these characters carry. And like you said, Darren, it is, it is not realistic, right? Like there's a lot of these situations where it's just like, holy fuck, your, your dad just died and your, and your dog was hit by a car and you have no food and everything's gone to shit, but you have hope. You know what I mean? Like these, these situations aren't, uh, normal by any fucking means to, Mm. to have that kind of overpowering hope. But I do look at it almost like, idealistically mm-hmm. do you that know what you i mean want like to I, be like that like exactly want, yeah like yeah I, 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 I look at these characters and i'm like fuck me right like i like if i was ever in that situation i wish i would have that kind of mentality full out knowing that that's not realistic but like in my mind it's something that like it's like a double-edged sword because like i want to be that and that's something that i aspire to so it gives me hope and kind of almost like a an, a, a goal to work forward to but at the same time I get down on myself for not being able to be like that. You know what I mean? Like it's this mm-hmm. fucking seesaw between wanting to be it and not, and knowing that I can't, or at least, you know, not being able to internalize that I can't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well, I like, I that, look at that... those situations where I'm like, Oh man, like I, I want to be like that. Yeah. That right there proves that these depictions of hope are not inherently negative. Like there's definitely, I, I, I would argue that, I mean, they're, I would argue that it's probably more beneficial through these depictions because, I mean, having people aspire to be hopeful, I think, is ultimately a good thing. But I uh, agree. I think, I think I'm just uh, an, a regular old Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Darren? Is there any media that's kind of hit you in that way? It's it's funny, um, yeah. Because I I wasn't I wasn't planning on having a conversation about hope that like was more negative about hope than positive. But I uh, there was one game that gave me hope, and I think does hope very well. And I actually think, at least, I mean, maybe I I, I would be proven wrong in this, but. Um, I think it's actually a great game to play at this very situation um, of like our, this period of time in, in life and history. Uh, and you're going to laugh at me for saying this, but death stranding. And I'm not going to laugh at you. I want to know why. Because, well, I mean, death stranding is a game about, a fallen. I mean, and also the thing, the thing is, this is coming from a Canadian perspective. So this might actually play very differently if an American actually uh, played it, because they're much closer to the situation. Uh, but I mean, Death Stranding is about a, a like a fallen America, where you know a tragedy happened and it destroyed the world, and it's a game about one guy who really doesn't even want to have anything to do with this but just through happenstance ends up having to rebuild the pieces and connect people 
and build bridges because his last name is Bridges and Kojima doesn't know what the word subtlety means. Um, <laughs> but uh, despite the lack of subtlety, it's still a game about, you know, finding hope and everybody hates you at the start of the game and nobody wants to even talk to you. But that just through his perseverance and he doesn't even have hopefulness. Other people are, have hope around him and they basically force him to be hopeful. But eventually he starts to become hopeful himself. And through connecting those people, they actually start to rebuild what they lost. Like, I think that's fantastic. And that game had like an incredible positive effect on me and really even changed the way that like I played at a time where like I it was right after holidays and I was feeling depressed about being away from the holidays as well. And it helped me like not just think about hope, but kind of go through the steps to try and attain it because death stranding through it's taking its time and through it's more like menial gameplay. It's uh, forcing you to take things one step at a time and it forces you to like focus on the details of of just doing piece by piece by piece rather than what's stereotypically done in you know bigger jrpgs with these big grand gestures it makes hope more systematic which i thought was like helpful for like transitioning that thought into my own feelings no and that's really interesting because like that game you're right. Like it is, and at least from what I've played, it is kind of built around this idea of, of connection, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's something that ultimately, whether it's connecting with, you know, a game, a, a movie, an an idea, or or whatever, is something that or other people, um, that kind of brings hope about, right? Because D, D, like you were saying, even with documentaries about Jane Goodall or this kind of persistent good that is out there, but I think is drowned out more than anything right now. Um, you know, I get kind of stuck, and part of the thing that happens to me, at least when I when I get into the an, an incredibly depressive and anxious state, is I kind of close myself off from everyone. Um, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those things where it's just like I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to deal with anybody. Like I I just I don't want anybody for anything, right? Like, and I I it bothers me because. I know how much we need other people. And then as I kind of just started to kind of crawl out of it a little bit, it's like shit for the podcast started happening. And it's just like, I am constantly blown away by you guys. And like, you guys do give me hope. And like, there's, we've accomplished some cool stuff with the show. I mean, like the last, the last week's episode was all about the kind of some of the things that we've accomplished and what we want to do going forward. But it's like, it's the little things for me where like even just being like, okay guys, we need to fit in another show this week. When can we do it? And it's like, all right, this time, this day, let's do it. Like, and it's like, we all, you got, you know, you guys bring your A game no matter what's going on. And those things kind of help give me hope because like I said, I have this voice in my head just yelling out that like, you know, I'm not good enough and I can't do it. And it's just like, I feel like an anchor for you guys more so than anything else sometimes. And it's like, you guys pushing on and helping me push on like gives me hope as well. So 
I just wanted to say thank you to you guys for that because this last year has been a fucking ride and a half. Uh, it's not been a banger or whatever else Darren made fun of me for last week for saying. <laughs> uh, slap. It does not slap. This last year has not slapped as a whole, but there has been a lot of little slappy moments uh, and a lot of them <laughs> has been with you guys. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Matt, like, thank you. You, you. you talk about how like you're always trying to aspire to be the person that you know inspires other people and you do i have never met another person in my life that puts themselves out there for others as much as you so i want you to know that even if in your head you might not think of yourself as attaining the ridiculous goal that frankly you've set for yourself um but (laughs) uh, you've come as close to accomplishing it as i've seen anybody so you should be very proud of yourself because you're giving me hope just as much, if not more. So thank you. Thanks, man. Um, I want to close out this conversation with a quote before we move on to no, before we knows, not knows, news. Knows. Um, <laughs> but there's a quote that I want to pull here. And this is from one of my uh, favorite high school companies. Um, I haven't followed them in quite a while, but like uh, for it's a company called to write love on her arms. And this was like a a clothing company and a kind of merch company that was built around uh, supporting mental health. And there's a quote and it's one of my favorite quotes and it's stuck with me for years and years. Uh, And this comes from Jamie Tworofsky, which is like he's the creator of the company. And the quote says, you'll need coffee shops and sunsets and road trips, airplanes and passports and new songs and old songs but people more than anything else. You will need other people and you will need to be that other person to someone else, a living, breathing, screaming invitation to believe better things. And as shit as things are, and as, as this is now me, that quote is over. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to believe that things will get better and I want to believe that we'll do it together. The three of us. No. Let's do it. Very nice. It brought a tear to both my eyes. Oh shit! <laughs> that never happens. I know. You always cry like, viscerally just, out of one eye. Just one. This is the second time you've said visceral, and I always think of like really gross things when I hear that word, and I don't know why. Visceral. Like slime or something. <laughs> the visceral th- thrill of pouring slime all over your hot body. No, I feel like, am I thinking of the wrong <laughs> word? Darren, you're such a freak. What? <laughs> Take that None honey of your... out of that honey pot. Oh my slather god. Slather it all over this little piglet. No, 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 no. And we immediately <laughs> blow the last half an hour up by going back to Winnie the Pooh. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's jump into a bit of nose. I get it. I did it again. News. God damn it. <laughs> Our first piece of news comes from IGN. This says Star Wars games to be branded under Lucasfilm Games banner. This comes from Joe Scrubbles. Joe writes, Star Wars games will now be brought under a single banner, Lucasfilm Games. Announced today on StarWars.com, the company revealed that Lucasfilm Games is now the official identity for all gaming titles from Lucasfilm, a name that encompasses encompasses the company's <laughs> rich catalog of video games and its eye toward the future. So moving forward, any any Lucasfilm property is going to have the Lucasfilm games uh, identity on it. And Darren, what I want to know is, do you think 
that next year, 2023, is the year where EA's 10-year licensing agreement with the Star Wars universe comes to an end. Do you think that this is an early sign? Then that is kind of going to go away, and we might see Lucasfilm kind of take a more active role in giving out its IPs a little bit more separately to different companies to work on rather than one company handling it all? Or do you think that this is just kind of nothing to really think about? I'll say I sure hope so. Um, I don't... I, 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 I mean, I think it might, but not because EA's done a bad job of handling the Star Wars franchise, which I do think they've done a bad job of handling the Star Wars franchise. Um, I think that I mean, but not because for, of that reason. But not because of that reason. Well, because I think they've done a bad job with making good games. I don't think they've done a bad job making money because they've actually made a ton of money off of the Star Wars games. And I think Disney, all they like, when asked previously, Disney's like, "Yeah, we're pretty happy with what they've done." But I think that it will happen because Disney wants to make even more money, and the best oh way to God. make more money is to let more developers make your game. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree with you. Disney is... You need to start paying your people more, Disney. For sure. Sorry. They um, piss me I'll, off. But keep going. Di- no, Disney's <laughs> a... Di- Disney's a... As, as big of a Marvel fan as I am, a Disney as a company is kind, kind of a, a blight on humanity. So... Yeah. And then I get upset every time I see something cute that's like from Disney, and I'm like, oh, I like. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm not supporting you, so I don't <laughs> buy it. But like, I look at it because they're they're just terrible with their employees. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Sorry, this is like a, a weird tangent, but um, there was this woman who worked at one of the the theme parks, right? And she was homeless. <laughs> Nobody who's working for Disney should be fucking homeless. And she ended up passing away in her car and so like she didn't come in obviously because she had died and they were upset (laughs) i'm sorry i shouldn't laugh but like it was the way i said it no i understand (laughs) and um they were like you know we're gonna fire she's like no call no show and i was just like they had no idea that this woman was like living in her car like she just she couldn't afford a house so she was like taking showers at like the ymca and stuff just to get to work and it just blew my fucking mind that anybody who works at Disney can't afford a house or a home with oh. all the money that they make. Yeah, yep. that's absolutely terrible. So, yeah, that's fucking yeah. awful. They yeah. should have enough money to at least fucking give people an affordable wage. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what their job is at Disney, you make millions upon millions upon millions of money off the heart. That's, you know what? That's why I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to be able to be a millionaire. Or like even a billionaire, because I just I don't like the idea of stepping on people, and I feel like so many of these big corporations like step on people. Even like when we mm-hmm. go back, sorry, this tangent was kind of long, but even like when we go back <laughs> to like the whole like uh, crunch time, you know, these fucking investors and shit like making all this crazy money, and these people are fucking like they're having health issues, they're fucking anxiety, they're depressed, they're working they these crunch hours, they don't see their family, and it's like. I don't, you have to be a certain type of motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it. Yeah. Don't cut it out. You can beep it, but don't cut it out. I'm not going to beep it. <laughs> Two, I'm going to beep be this, okay though. Whatever with you that. say next. That was it. You just, you have to be, <laughs> you have to be a I'm dick to be okay next. with that. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, 
I'd like to I'd like to give a shout out that's going to tie this whole thing together right back to where we started. It's going to be perfect. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to the developer Double Fine because oh. D- Double Fine Games uh, made one of my favorite games of all time, Psychonauts, uh, Psychonauts, and they made a whole bunch of other fun indie games. They're making Psychonauts 2. And nice. their Psychonauts 2 has taken forever to come out. It's been in development for so long. And the reason is because Psychonauts, when they made the first game, they said that uh, Tim Schafer, the head of the company, said he experienced the worst crunch time with his company than he's ever experienced. So he vowed from that game, the very first game they ever made, that they would never have crunch. And guess what? They've never had crunch on a single one of their games since. And Psychonauts 2 you know what? doesn't have crunch That's either. That's dope. That's dope. And you can make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, Justin, we actually had him on, and he's worked with Double Fine, like some people from Double Fine before. And he's they're amazing to work with. So kudos to Double Fine. If anybody from Double Fine is listening, kudos to you. And I also want to give a quick kudos to... Oh, sorry, finish. I was going to say, the reason this wraps around is because Double Fine also makes adventure games, and Tim Schafer worked on Monkey Island, and Monkey Island is a property of LucasArts, and I want the LucasArts games... (gasps) The LucasFilm games has the rights to Monkey Island. I want them, now that they're a company, to make a new Monkey Island. Nice. Which brings us... To our next together. piece of news, also Which related is? to Lucasfilm Games. <laughs> Which is? Uh, coming from IGN, again, Joe Scrabbles. Machine Games and Bethesda are partnering with Lucasfilm Games on a standalone Indiana Jones game to be executive Woot. produced Woot. by Bethesda Game Studios directors Todd Howard. Destiny, are you amped about an Indiana Jones games? Yeah, I love Indiana Jones. I like love all the movies except the one with Shia LaBeouf, which I did not watch. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But all the other ones, I absolutely love. So I'm excited. I'd play the shit out of that game. Yeah. yeah. I'm really curious as to how this game is going to look. Um, I don't have like a particular love for Indiana Jones, not for any particular reason. I just don't think I've ever actually watched any of the movies front to back, aside of the one with Shia LaBeouf. What? Uh, which was awful. You watched like the worst one. You haven't seen any of the originals. You haven't seen the one with Sean Connery, which is his dad. No. Whoa! Yeah, you gotta no, do I've, it. I've, you gotta do yeah, it. Yeah, I've always meant to. I just never have. Um, my only worry about this game is that, like, in a universe after both Uncharted and Tomb Raider, like, I'm curious as to how much they're going to try and make it both look different or the same. Because, like, I feel like it's going to draw a lot of comparisons to one, if not both. Um, I mean, Uncharted was based off of Tomb Raider. Uh, no, sorry, Uncharted was based off of Indiana Jones a little bit, right? So, I mean, like, the, the lineage is there. I'm just really curious um, with Machine Games, is it going to be kind of more of, like, a Wolfenstein first-person shooter, or are they going to try and make it kind of, like, Indiana Jones person? doesn't really shoot guns that much. He, like, works with yeah, the whip. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm very curious, because Machine Games has only ever really done first-person games. Um, so, it's weird that they're... I mean, I hope it's third per- i i actually want them if they're going to emulate any other game i'd want them to emulate uh jedi fallen order like an adventure uh game where you're exploring and you're finding that's things what they and, would like, have to do yeah like, i agree thing. otherwise it would be like 
not good. Also, I don't, like, even if they didn't do it like that, I don't think they'd have to worry about people being like, oh, this is like Laura Croft or Uncharted because those games basically picked their ideas from Indiana Jones. Like, you can't really be like, oh, it's like the original. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, all of that came (laughs) from that. So, yeah. I'm really, really curious to see what the game's going to be like um, whenever we get to actually see what the game actually is, actually. I'm going to say actually one more time because I said it too many times in that sentence. So actually. Actually. Uh, Our last two pieces of news is a bit of a Nintendo rock block. The first one, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury trailer shows off expansion gameplay. This is coming again from Joe over at IGN. We have our we finally have our first proper look at Bowser's Fury, the expansion coming alongside this, the port of Super Mario 3D World for Nintendo Switch, and it features a friendly Bowser Jr. as well as kaiju-sized versions of Bowser and Cat Mario. Uh Darren, give me a hype check on Bowser's Fury. What did you think about this? I my my hype is <laughs> moderate minimal i would would guess um what i saw in that trailer i loved like don't get me wrong i think we got super saiyan cat mario and yep uh matt mcmuscles a youtuber uh called uh bowser god slayer bowser and like i'm very into some creepy eldritch bowser attacking you while you're exploring like a mario odyssey style world like i am down for that my hype is moderate because i guarantee you they showed you like the whole thing and there's like nothing else to it and it's going to be like two hours long you really think so you think that that's that's all it's going to be i don't feel like Nintendo. that's all it's going to be because it's Ooh, a you guys should make a bet have a wager <laughs> The thing is, I don't think he's wrong. That's the problem. It's like I was thinking about it too, and it's just like I don't think it's going to be as big as they kind of made it look like it is. They made the world look decently large. Uh, I kind of yeah. feel like this kind of started as Super Mario Odyssey DLC that they've kind of now morphed into 3D World. Yeah, I think so too. That I seems like that's... a lot of work to just like morph it into like another game. Well, I mean, has Nintendo that, done like, that before? Yeah, yeah. The the way Nintendo makes their games is usually they start with some kind of like gameplay loop, and they have an idea of what kind of thi- what what kind of thing they're doing. But very immediately, if they're like, "No, this works better for that," they'll just shift it. Well, that makes sense. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, have they released a game that was only like worth two hours of gameplay? Well, this is just oh, an no. expansion because there's a port coming. Like, this is a game that like Super Mario 3D World is coming out again, and they're kind of adding this onto it. So this is just oh. an expansion. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, then yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I also think Sorry, I'm not really like... into that. Really no, it's all it. good. Um, I love Super Mario 3D World, so I'm excited to play it again. I just think that, like, I'm really, really curious to see what this is going to be like. Uh, it looks like Mario anime, which I'm here for. Uh, yeah. I'm just very curious as to how long it's going to be and how different the co-op is going to be. Because, like, such, one of the biggest mechanics of 3D World is its co-op. Um. And it kind of seems like they're going for a more Odyssey style co-op system where you don't. Yeah, yeah, where it's like it's not really full co-op. It's like this weird in-between thing. I just want Bowser and Toadstool. Toadstool? No. Princess Toadstool? No. We'll just call her Peach because that's easier. Um, I just want them to get together. I keep seeing all these memes. 
They make such a cute couple. Like Mario walks in and like they're having like breakfast and she's like, I told you, Mario, it's over. Like I'm with Bowser. And well, he just gets well, sad I mean, and kind of slinks away. And Super Mario Sunshine, uh, Bowser Jr. makes the claim that Peach is his mom. And while the game later says it's not true, she doesn't say, oh, no, no way. She's like, what? I'm your mom? Like, not when was she not ever pregnant the possibility wow uh also wow, okay. at the end of super mario odyssey uh she leaves them both on the moon they're fighting over her and she straight up pieces out and leaves mario and bowser behind so you go peach <laughs> i mean like uh, i think that's good she should be marrying a prince anyways not like a suicidal maniac because he keeps going up against Mario, and like he's a maniac, and Mario keeps killing him, and he's like, "Ah, I'm get you again." And Mario, oh. just, Mario just does a lot of shrooms. He does a lot. <laughs> I mean, like, with it, what do you mean by do? Like eat shrooms he's or like constantly eating shrooms. shrooms? I don't know. You don't know what those things do. One of them makes he thinks he's bigger. The other one thinks he can fly. I don't know what kind of mushrooms these are. Isn't that weird that he eats shrooms, but like he also like helps out in uh. Uh, kingdom where all the people are mushroom people. Yeah, it's a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. It's a little I don't weird, know right? They've really gotten to the lore of that one. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Mario, the last piece of news we're gonna touch on: Nintendo reveals Mario Red and Blue Edition Switch console, coming Boy. from Matt Perslow. Nintendo has revealed the new Mario Edition Switch, which is the first variant of the console for the screen unit itself to be offered in a different color. The Mario Red and Blue Edition replicates the iconic colors of Nintendo's mascot with red Joy-Con controllers featuring blue straps and blue grips that mimic Mario's dungaree straps. The dock and, self, <laughs> the dock and system unit itself are also red rather than the traditional black. Sorry, uh, okay. I just giggled at the word dungarees. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Don't you just say, like, aren't they just suspenders? No, overalls no, they're not suspenders. They're overalls, right? Uh, evidently, they're dungarees. Are, I guess are dungarees is there a difference between dungarees and overalls i don't know i have no earthly idea the questions i ask um <laughs> yeah what do you guys feel are you guys hyped on a new mario no. switch yeah it looks it looks it looks, like it looks boring it's just red <laughs> yeah that's my only yeah, thing that... is that it's it's just red it i think better. i'd be more hyped if it was like luigi's color like, if it was green, green I think I'd be yeah. a little more hyped. Yeah. I just like, think it's also, like, they could have done more to it, like, to the dock itself, or, like, the Animal Crossing Switch has, like, patterning on the back of the actual Switch. Like, this is just red. All red. Like, why not make the Switch itself blue, then, or parts of the dock or something, rather than just the grip? It's just, it's just red. Yeah, someone said I guess that the it was Joy-Con easy. should be blue. The Joy-Con should be blue, because then it's, like, the straps of the overalls. Sorry, the strap. Yes, with the dungarees. that makes sense. Yes. And then you put it in the in the the grip, and the grip could be red. Well, maybe this is like just like a test run, right? And then they'll like yeah. come out with other ones. We know they'll maybe. come out with other. On ones. the Joy-Con joysticks could have been yellow, like the buttons on his dungarees, or like the coins that he constantly collects. Hey, doesn't like um, Madison and Chris have one that's like Super Mario something? Like theirs is like themed, like yeah. Super... There is like a there are Mario um, Joy Cons, I think. I thought they're all yeah. Games, I think they got like... one that was like it was just it came with all red. It was also after the release of Odyssey. Yeah, it was like the, something yeah. special. 
the system wasn't I don't know. This read, one just looks boring. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, Nintendo, try harder. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so, so much for checking it out. You can find more episodes over on anchor.fm slash burnout brighter seven you can find more of our stuff on youtube where we have different reviews and let's plays and other cool stuff just search for burnout brighter catch us on facebook at the burnout brighter podcast destiny on twitter is at dnbc32 i'm at burnout underscore matt come find us all over the place the next couple weeks we have some really cool guests joining us which we're really excited about so get ready for some cool conversations coming very soon and that Yay! guys brings us to the end of the show. Darren, is there anything left that you want to say? Um, I'm trying really hard to think of a joke that never came to my brain, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. And all right, all Destiny, right. what about you? Um, no, Matt, I don't have anything else to say. The way you said that just makes me worried. Like, there's, I'm gonna, there's, there's like another hammer that's about to drop. Something's gonna happen, no, and you're gonna be like, I, was I don't have anything to think... else to say. I have something to do. <laughs> oh. No, I was gonna, I was thinking of something. Oh, I was gonna ask our viewers, I mean, our listeners and viewers, that if they have any games that they think or like inspire us or like they felt were really hopeful, to drop it down in the comments so we yeah. can check it out. Yeah. Great idea, D. And that brings us to our final goodbyes. Darren, I'm going to ask you to say goodbye. Bye-bye. Destiny, I'm going to ask you to say bye. Bye-bye-bye. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. Deuces. My pink hat is stuck in your honey pot.